Blog Talk Radio. It cannot be emphasized strongly enough the beauty, purity, and perfection of who you really are. You are not your illness, your finances, or your loneliness. There's nothing wrong in your life that you don't have the power to correct, and you are unlimited in your ability to tap into that power. Welcome. I'm Janet Richmond, and this is the Higher Self Voice. Well, hello, everyone. It's the start of 2016. I hope you all had wonderful holidays. I know I did. And here is to the unfoldment of 2016, 17, 18, dot, 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 dot. This is the beginning of the rest of our lives, as we often have heard. And it's exciting. And this is the beginning for me, too, to... Be sharing with you some information, some stuff, some some of who I am, some of what I'm about, and that I haven't really shared before. I occasionally dip in, tap into it here and there, but this is the start of a new journey for me, and hopefully a creating of an expanded community, me with everybody out there. Because as I explain to you a bit of my journey and then move into more and more of the information and knowledge that I'm so fortunate to have and so fortunate to be able to share with you, I think we're going to be building a global community. And as a result, I don't think there's going to be a healing today. And I hope you will still join in and still take part because it's going to begin. It's going to be fascinating. It's going to be opening up and answering a lot of questions that I think many of you might have and giving you it will give you more of who I am and more of your ability to see who you are. <laughs> I know I'm being a little bit cryptic, but I did want you to know right off the bat in case you're listening to the show just for the healing that there won't be healing today, but I think there's going to be a an exercise, but it isn't going to be a healing you know, as I normally do them. Because I really, I really have a lot to share, and I'm finally, personally, ready to share it. And I'll explain that in a bit. But first of all, I did want to briefly mention that I last week I talked about Jake. He had read my book in a couple of days, and he said it was great, but he did have a, a concern, a worry. And I was like, great, have a concern, have a worry. That means you're thinking about what the book says and you're reaching out, you're trying to get the answer. And so we did have a conversation and I wanted to let you all uh, know. His, his concern, he didn't say what it was in his email he, to me. He just said that he had this concern. Well, this is what it was. As he read it and became more and more familiar and more and more grasping of all that the soul brings to our life pattern, he started to feel like, oh my goodness, what can I do when my soul is sort of leading the way? And I really love that question because in my mind, I, I guess I didn't really realize that it wasn't clear enough. He did come away with what I had intended the need to absolutely neutralize, neutralize, and neutralize more. (laughs) 
But he had this concern because I'm really, this book is really showing everybody the role of the soul in our life. We all, most likely, I'm talking to the choir here, we all know what soul is, uh, that a soul exists. It's defined differently depending on the arena, the social, the, the uh, spiritual realm that you're within. Even within metaphysical realms, there's many different definitions. Uh, religious air arenas, of course, uh, they differ too. So this book is really trying to clarify. Of course, it comes from the higher self perspective. I do not even begin to try to tell you what other people believe and how it's different and all that. Whatever you know, you know. I don't have to tell you what people believe or what people think. It's not about proof. It never was about proof. It's just unfolding a concept for you all that really takes it up the next level. I've been doing the energy work and the neutralizing of the energy for so long, but there is a whole other part. There's actually more than one other part. <laughs> this next part I've unfolded is the soul. And so he got it. He got the message, but he was concerned. Gosh, the soul has so much going on and is part of so much. Where does that leave me? Am I just sort of helpless here? And so I was really glad he asked that question because absolutely not. We, in the free will kingdom, the mind of this life, we are in complete control. We have the ability to, if the soul is in some ways confused or is carrying elements of fear or shame or whatever that, that we don't want anymore, we don't just have to sit back and wait for the soul to, you know, just allow the soul to lead the way. We can go in there, we have the techniques, we can go in and we can neutralize all of that, clear it out and empower those things that we really want to empower. So I, you know, I took a, a bit of time to explain it to him and I think he was, he, got, he it clicked, you know, there was like, oh yeah, okay, I get it, I get it. So that was great, but it was a good question because it allowed me to bring it to you all. Okay, I do want to just mention the New Year's Eve event was fabulous. It was the first time this gal had put on an event, and I have to tell you, it was amazing. Her, The location was beautiful. It was in a temple in Irvine, and it was absolutely beautiful, beautiful uh, place to have the event. A lot of space. She had it so well decorated. I would say 50 or 60 people came, so it wasn't huge. But in fact, it was the perfect size because she approaches her events, her whole intent is to create a community and so instead of just saying turn to the person next to you and say hello and introduce yourself she said introduce yourself to everyone at the table and the next table's next to you and so by the end people knew each other they started to talk and communicate there were um i did a healing to help prepare people for the 2016 it was very different as it turned out than the one i did last week for you guys but which I love because it depends on the higher self, um, do it depending on the audience uh, or the participants. And so, and then there were two other presentations as well as other things going on. And it just, it was great. You had a chance to get to know your, your fellow seeker and searcher. <laughs> so anyway, she is going to be doing events over the years. Uh, over the year, and she's asked me to take part in them, and I certainly will. I love it because I'm, I'm in, 
Los Angeles area, I have quite a large meetup group, but it's local, and I don't bring in at that personal level the the Ventura County or Orange County or some of the counties around me that are just too far for people to come for the meetup. So I'm excited about developing another community in in Irvine. But speaking of communities, I really want to say hello to you all in a different way today. I want to say hello to fellow fifth dimensionals. Now you're all probably thinking I'm crazy and I'm not, but the fifth dimensional information, I call myself the, you know, my, my method, the higher self voice for a reason. The higher selves are fifth dimensional in nature. And there's a lot about the fifth dimension that I have not shared with you. And this year I am sharing with you this information and Part of that information, just to give you a little preview, because I am going to get to it, and I did actually have it at the very end of one show, I don't know, three, four, five weeks ago, the very end of the show, I was closing down, I had done the healing, and then suddenly, the higher selves were sticking around, I'm like, what's going on? And they said, we want you to talk about the fifth dimensional, so I did, and I've asked them since then because I didn't continue with that then. And they said, we wanted you to get your feet wet. We wanted you to feel comfortable putting it out on the radio, putting it out in the mass audience and realizing that the sky doesn't fall in. And so it was actually good. Of course, I figured maybe one person, if anyone ever heard it, because it literally was right when I was shutting down the show, and I'm sure a lot of people disconnected at that point. So anyway... This is, in 2016, I am bringing forward to you all, sharing with you all, a lot of information. I and On the four years I've been on the radio before, this is my fifth year, I'm going to share with you the information about the fifth dimension. And I welcomed you as a community of fellow fifth dimensionals. Now... That's going to be a little weird to hear me say it. So why don't I just go back and explain a little bit, give you some background, and bring you in slowly so you don't get weirded out and decide you want to hang up, or if you're on the phone, or uh, disconnect if you're listening live, or if you're listening to the archive, just saying, ugh, what's this going on? Another one of those weirdos. <laughs> well, I know it might sound like that, but in fact... I don't think you're going to think it's so weird as you hear it as it unfolds over time and as it allows me to give you so much more than I do, than I have, because I give you what I can, I give you this, I give you information that is credible, valid, came from the higher self, is fifth dimensional in nature. However, I only go so far, and I want to be able to bring that expansion to you, the expansion that I had so much benefit from, still have benefit from. I do share it with private clients, but I've not ever shared this with on the radio, with a group. I, I just never have done that, and so this is a big step for me, guys. Now, it's hard to know where to start exactly. But, and some of this you might have heard, but I want to kind of put it together in a in a coherent 
story, so to speak. And as you probably know, if you've read my book, it's in the book or on my website. I've also mentioned it on the show certainly more than once over the years. Um, I went to Joan Culpepper as a psychic for uh, for a psychic reading. This is many years ago, in the 80s. I think I'd only been to one psychic. I can't remember if that one I went before Joan or after Joan. I really can't remember. But in any case, I went to Joan and was blown away. You, She did the psychic thing that you would all ex- expect from a psychic, and that was very powerful. But she did something else. She did something that she called a soul scan. Now, you've heard me use that term, right? I do a soul scan, too, different than Joan. But let me tell you what uh, her soul scan was. She would go into frequency. The higher self would come in and would tell you the journey of your soul. The main focus of her this information from the higher self was to bring her clients into consciousness that they were, in fact, fifth dimensionals. And she told me that in my first reading. She explained what that meant, which I'm going to explain to you all. And I was, my jaw was on the floor. It was unbelievable. The reading, I think, was supposed to be an hour and a half. It went two plus hours. I had so many questions. It was one of these mind-boggling, what, what, what kind of situations. And she never advertised. Her One of her main roles was to bring into consciousness to people that they were fifth dimensional. That was what she did. She didn't want to advertise. She just figured people would find her, the other fifth dimensionals would find her. I found her through my hairdresser. (laughs) He kept talking about this psychic Maria this and Maria that every time I went and had my hair cut. And eventually I asked for the number. I never went to Maria. I lost the number and it was, you know, then I got up the courage finally after months and said, oh, can you give me the number of that psychic again? Anyway, he said, oh, meanwhile, I've gone to this one, Joan Culpepper. Here, you can listen to my cassette tape. She talked about past lives, and I don't believe in them, so I tuned out. I don't know what she said. And he gave me his cassette of the recording, because that's back in the 80s. Remember, guys, no, no iPhones then, no MP3 players. So, so I listened to it and was blown away and did go straight to Joan and just never looked back. Now, all of the neutralizing information, all of the the stuff that I've given you over the years, that did also come from the higher selves, not in the private sessions, however. They came, that came in the Wednesday group she had. She'd have Wednesday meetings with people who wanted to come and learn more information and the higher selves led the group. In other words, she would go into frequency and she would give out the higher self information. And all of the neutralizing, all of this information was brand new. She never heard it before and neither had we. So we were all beginners learning this information. And at some point, it was all so fascinating that I raced out to the Bodhi tree, which was the local metaphysical, spiritual, uh, new age bookstore, biggest one, I think, 
probably in the country at the time, but certainly in Southern California, and was just buying more and more books, wanting, I, I didn't want to wait to the next class or the next session or the next whatever. I was just hungry for this information because it was so understandable, so clear, explained so much, answered so many of my questions. It was mind-boggling. And I probably read between 100 and 200 books over the next two years from the Bodhi Tree. And, of course, you have to remember that was back in the 80s. A lot of what's out now wasn't there, out then. And some of it was interesting. Much, of it, Many of the books I couldn't fully finish. Uh, and what I basically discovered is that the information, I just thought everything else out there, because I hadn't been involved in any of the other metaphysical groups. So I thought a lot of that information would would be would be out there. I didn't know, and it wasn't. So I stopped reading from the Bodhi Tree and just signed up as Joan opened up more and more classes. It wasn't just the Wednesday group. You could also uh, join other classes. There was a contact class. There was an entity group, There was, which was really an entity healing. And this is my next book um, on Jane and Company. And there was... Um, uh, you know, a fifth dimensional healing class, all sorts of exciting things. And I also volunteered to transcribe. This is on a typewriter, guys. I know, a typewriter. No, no personal computers back then. Well, they were just beginning, but I didn't have one at the time. So I because I wanted to learn and I volunteered to do it for individuals because I wanted to to hear the soul scan portion of each individual reading because they were fascinating, fascinating. So I would volunteer to type it just to get more information and I volunteered and typed every single class I would go, I would, I was in because I, they were all recorded on cassette, but it, it locked it in. It got me fuller understanding because something I might have missed the first time I got hearing it again when I was typing it. So I just was like a sponge, okay, just taking in all this information. Okay. As for the neutralizing, I'm just going to digress for a minute here. Um, as I said, we were all newbies. We, nobody had any experience, no experience at all. We were totally all learning it for the first time. We all jumped in. We began to do it. We didn't have near the understanding that, that we have now. Uh, it, as a matter of fact, in the early days, it was much more detailed. We, for the first six months, we were taught about how thought works. And we were given an exercise just to neutralize thought. Then or maybe it was a year, I don't remember, it was a long time. Then we were taught about habit imprints. I barely even talk about those anymore, but it's all in my first book, Choices. The habit imprints and how actions work and the, the habit, the energy of the habit imprint is energy that propels us to action. And then how that fits in to the whole energetic field and how that fits and how it works with thought <clears throat> Excuse me. Then we were given an, a separate exercise <coughs> on how to, excuse me, <coughs> frog in my throat. Anyway, how to neutralize the habit imprint, how that worked, what it did, how, how that was effective. And then we were told how about emotional blueprints. 
how those work. How does the emotions fit in? And then, like two years down the line, they say, oh, by the way, you don't have to do a separate exercise for each one. They're actually all are connected. They all work together. You can do one whole exercise to neutralize the budge. Okay. Why did they go to that great detail? Because they wanted us to fully grasp it. It'd be like not understanding addition and subtraction and going straight into algebra and starting, you know, learning algebra and you, you don't really grasp addition and subtraction. So that that's why they did. They took time to lead us very carefully through what it meant, how this is really working, how it affects us, what it does and how we can prevent it and how we can move through it, etc. Back in those days also, we used to only heal one thing at a time, shame. Go in, we neutralize shame. That would be the exercise. Illness, uh, insecurity, um, lack of self-love, whatever it was, we tended to to deal with one issue at a time. Eventually, as you know, it became healing a pattern and all of the issues that are complexly woven into that pattern. Now, the reason I'm explaining this to you is to show you that there was a huge learning curve that we had to go in. And there was no professor. You couldn't sign up for a class at UCLA Extension or online or whatever. You couldn't there was nowhere else. You couldn't look it up in Wikipedia. <laughs> it wasn't there. So we had to learn from the beginning. We were very much, very quote-unquote primitive at the time in the sense that when somebody moves in, or maybe a pioneer is more the, the way to look at it, we were pioneering a whole new arena. The, the power of positive thought, you know, the secret was not out. It wasn't a twinkle in anybody's eye at that point. So it was, we were very much moving through this in a very detailed way, but absolutely absorbing it and learning it and building this foundation of understanding and uh, experience. So now, One of the main things, other than the neutralizing and everything that Joan taught, was a lot of information about the fifth dimension or about fifth dimensionals. Her classes were filled with fifth dimensionals. Okay, what am I? What do I mean by that term? Let me let me tell you. Um, a fifth dimensional is someone who has already evolved into the next dimensional framework past human. You've heard me talk about mineral, plant, animal, human. The mineral is the first dimension. This is as as explained and defined by the higher selves. Again, there are people out there talking about 11th dimension and 13th dimension and 9th dimension. I mean, I'm not sure. I just heard somebody use the term interdimensionals and the way she defined it was 100% different than the the way that I define it, but it didn't matter because for her, what it meant is patterns that come from past lives. And so did I understand that concept? Of course. So it doesn't matter about the term so much. But because if you're listening to me and you want to learn about it, I'm going to be using the terms that we were given. I'll try to be careful to define them 
as I go. My book also has, both books actually have a glossary at the back. The glossary in the first book is not as complete and full as the glossary in the second book because I've added a lot of information in the second book, so there's more words in there. In any case, if you have the book or you want to get the book, you can off always. It's three sessions, three radio shows, or 13 radio shows from today, and I use a term that you can't remember what it was, you can look it up in that way. You're not going to find it in a regular dictionary. Sorry, guys. <laughs> anyway, so what does she mean by fifth dimensional? We have the first, second, third, fourth dimension. Humanities are in the fourth dimension, the human kingdom universe. All the humanities hasn't happened yet on this planet, but all the humanities move into eventually, and infinite amount of humanities have already done it, move into the next dimensional. And then those souls, when they're ready, they go through their journey in the fifth dimension, move into the sixth, and then move into the seventh. Then they return to the originating source, and then in fact, because evolution never ends, they are expressed out into the first dimension of another whole scale upward. And I don't really want to get into that. I will be getting into that. But in any case, the fifth dimension is just the next step in our journey since heaven is not the end game. And I did do a session or a radio show on heaven. Heaven isn't the end game. It never, it's just part of the human kingdom. It's part of the free will kingdom. It's where we go in between lives until we get to the point where our awareness is big enough, awareness is expanded enough that we are prepared to move into the next dimensional framework. And then it isn't about each individual does some sort of transcending, although I know that's out there, but it, according to higher self, it's done solar system wide. And when souls are ready to move into the fifth dimension, the planet that is 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 at that frequency level, it, in essence, that frequency calls in souls, souls who are ready come and incarnate in on that planet, and then system-wide, the planet and the souls on it move into the fifth dimension. Okay, so what do I mean by welcome fifth dimensionals? I'm a fifth dimensional. What does that mean? Okay. Well, one of the things when humans evolve into the fifth dimension, the higher self call that, by the way, the interplanetary kingdom. And what it, what it is, it's a divine will arena, okay? And you take on a service commitment. The service commitment in the fifth dimension is to help the four lower kingdoms evolve, to help the evolutionary process with the four lower kingdoms. Now, it doesn't mean you don't have choice. It's not about being told like a little kid, well, you have to do this, do your homework, do your practice your piano, bap, 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 bap. You have plenty of choice. There is so much that fifth dimensionals do to help the four lower kingdoms. You can find whatever your heart desires and move into that arena. And it's very, very different from here. And I'm not going to go into a lot about what it's like over there. Uh, I will share with you what I know over time and 
and hopefully I will be getting more information about that specifically because questions will come in and I'll want to answer the questions. So the the way that the fifth dimensionals would help, one of the ways, this is only one, is they would send into the fourth dimension high frequency energy. The energy would be de-intensified down from the fifth dimensional level because if it was sent in full on, it would hurt or harm or even kill off whoever it touched. So it would be de-intensified down and the souls would have the opportunity to partake or take in that de-intensified energy. Now, why is that important? Why would that be helpful? Why would that be something we'd want? Well, because at the innate level, and I've talked about this with the womb energy of that creative life force, we all carry that creative life force. We all carry the desire to become, to express, to give birth to, and to discover and to learn. It is an innate desire that comes directly from the womb of the originating source, and every soul carries it. By t- it by, uh, if our soul agrees to take in that energy, that energy being at a higher frequency that we're currently carrying at the soul level, our soul wants to match it, is reaching to match that frequency, to become more like it. And this, in fact, is a great propellant as to how and why we evolve, all souls, because we carry this innate desire. And so when we take in as a soul the higher level frequency, it accelerates and propels us to evolve. Okay, so this was a good thing. However, let me tell you what the problem was. Over eons and infinite eons and infinite eons to the infinite eons power, this was done, but it happened to be extremely slow, and I'm going to tell you why. This energy, first of all, the free will kingdom, the four lower dimensions are in the five senses world. We're touching, seeing, feeling, hearing, tasting. That, those are what we can relate to, and we're not good just relating to energy. And I've talked about this with my healings. I use symbols because it gives us something to focus on and connect with. That's why we use that divine sunlight within, that sun. We can connect with the image of the sun because the sun is in our lives every day. So here here we have this energy. It doesn't have any sense of familiarity. As a matter of fact, to the humanities, it feels foreign, alien, threatening. And it took a long time for souls to partake of it, to bring it in. And therefore, they're missing that propellant action that they're carrying of wanting to match that higher frequency. So it took a lot longer for soul evolution to happen. And so what happened? What So, so then what? Well, in the fifth dimensional realm, again, now many, many eons, billions and billions and trillions and cadillions of years ago, there was a decision made in the Evolutionary Council to change this the way this happened. And the decision was made to ask for volunteers of fifth dimensional to return to the human kingdom and take on the human facade soul. 
And fifth dimensional is from every level of the fifth dimension. Now, every single dimension has many levels, and I've talked about that before. You can see, you look at the animal kingdom, you see many different levels of complexity of animals and plants. You know, for humans, it's a little different because for the most part, most of our evolutionary process in the human kingdom is the consciousness, the expansion of consciousness. We don't change our physical form all that much. It might be different slightly on the planets, the different planets we move into uh, <clears throat> or we reincarnate on. But for the most part, the evolutionary process is a conscious one at the free will kingdom level. In any case, the decision was made to have fifth dimensionals return to the human kingdom. And it didn't matter whatever level you were on at that fifth dimensional within that fifth dimensional realm, because every dimension again has to move through a huge learning curve. It's not just here, huge learning curve in the fifth dimension, et cetera, et cetera. So fifth dimensionals would, would volunteer. Now this call went out for one million years. Okay. Wrap your head around that one. The call went out for one million years. So we are talking so many more, so many fifth dimensionals that volunteered that, it's, you know, again, it's in that infinite, <laughs> to the infinite power realm, okay? And here's why they did it. Let me explain. First of all, when you decide you're going to do it, all the fifth dimensionals, no matter what level they went in, were on, were brought into the, there's seven levels in each dimension. The eighth level is the conglomerate learning and the conglomerate knowledge of all fifth dimensionals. And all of the fifth dimensionals that volunteered moved into that eighth level and took in all the information from that fifth dimension. Okay, so there's nobody is slowing down their evolutionary process by volunteering. They pull in and they are gotten, it's like they jumped to the head of the class, although they didn't have all the experience, they at least would take in all the knowledge and experience of the totality of the fifth dimensional uh, realm. When they volunteered, they only sent an aspect of themselves, not the whole thing. All fifth dimensionals are still, who, who have returned to the human kingdom, are still living and breathing, guys, in the fifth dimension. It's an aspect. Of their soul but it's like the it's like the amoeba when the amoeba splits becomes two both amoebas carry the whole it's not a part or a piece of an amoeba when you when it splits it's the whole so when there's an aspect of the fifth dimensional who's volunteered returns the fifth dimensional has its living breathing body and soul. Okay, that's a whole other thing. But when you move into the fifth dimension, you bring your body with you guys. I do think I've mentioned that before. The body is as important as the soul. We tend to, in the spiritual world, think as long as we're doing the spiritual work, you know, we don't have to worry too much about the, the physical body. But in fact, that is not the case. Um, the body is as important as the soul, and there needs to be a balance and focusing on both in our lives and healing both in our lives. Not just because we don't want to be sick, but because it is very important. So, okay. So the 
fifth dimensional has this body living and breathing in that fifth dimensional realm, continuing to work in so many other ways, continuing to evolve. The fifth dimensionals that have volunteered to return these eons of years we've been here, our living, breathing fifth dimensional soul is still evolving in the fifth dimension and has moved aspects into the sixth dimension. This whole issue of aspects, I'm, it's, it's a huge topic in itself, and it's going to be coming out in my next book on Jane and Company. I will be... I will be bringing in this information over time, but I just want you to understand that if you can have an aspect that's returned to the fourth dimension, you can have an aspect aspects of yourself that have moved into. Okay. So, why, 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 why are we doing this, guys? Well, we come in, we take on a human soul. Now, in fact, it's a it's part of our own soul. It's this very sort of another aspect, one that is already neutralized and dissolved all the energy identities, all the energetics that we've carried. What what I'm working on now, guys, with you guys, with with all of you, and myself, um, we've already become completely clear in or in order to move to the fifth dimension. So an aspect of that very clear human soul. Remember, I said when you lay aside the body. You take everything with you. You're not, well, it's the same here. You just keep adding and adding and adding to the soul. So our soul got to the point at the end of the human journey before we evolved into the fifth dimension. It got to the end of the human journey. And the, and it had been totally clear. All of the thought forms, habit imprints, emotional blueprints, and many, many more things were clear. We went moved into the fifth dimension in an absolutely clear manner. Doesn't mean we can't think, doesn't mean we can't feel, doesn't mean any of that stuff. It just means we're not carrying the old stuff. And it's actually a very good thing because when you're completely clear, you can create instantly. It doesn't take any time. But that's another topic for another t- another um, another show. Okay, so we would de-intensify an aspect of that fifth dimensional soul and we took on a facade human soul, really our own soul, an aspect of our own soul that had been totally cleared and had also contained all the knowledge and uh, of the of the human kingdom. It was became a facade soul over the true soul, the true soul being the aspect of the fifth dimensional that we truly were. Now, you probably wondering why I'm saying we. We, we, we. And I'm going to tell you this really clearly. <laughs> because Joan, her job, one of what she really was here to do was to bring to consciousness to individuals that they were fifth dimension, fifth dimensional and what that meant. My job, I also have been doing that. If you've had a private session with me, you would often learn that, sometimes not the first session, sometimes by the third, but a lot during the first session. It depends. I always waited for the higher selves to indicate when it was time to say, and they would. I don't talk about it on the radio show, but the higher selves have indicated to me that 
somewhere in the high 90 percentile of people who listen to the show are fifth dimensional. That's why I'm saying we. I'm bringing it to the consciousness on a global scale. And this is what I want to, this is why I want to talk about it so that we can create this global community. I mean, there are people all over the world that listen to this show. And the higher selves have indicated that there are millions of fifth dimensionals here on the planet now. Why? Because we're ushering in this new age and we have a lot to do. And trust me, you will learn about everything that we are here to do. Um, But I do want to make it really clear because this is so important that it is absolutely being a fifth dimensional doesn't in any way, shape or form give us any reason to feel better than anyone else. It is no reason to feel more elite, more special, more, uh, you know, I don't know, than anything else, anyone else. We all carry the pure soul essence. We've been around maybe a little longer because we'd already evolved into the fifth dimension. And I'm telling you, these things take eons of time. And we've been back for eons of time. And I'm still going to get to what we're doing here and why and why it's so helpful. But in any case, I do want to put that in there. It doesn't mean in any way, shape, or form that we're any different. And you cannot judge a book by its cover. Cannot. They're fifth dimensionals in every walk of life because we have the facade or the overlaid human soul. We are experiencing the free will kingdom just like everyone else. We have the same issues, the same problems, the same ups and downs, traumas and dramas. There are some differences. There are some benefits and there's some drawbacks. And I'm going to get to to those also in the show as I unfold it. I can't do it all in one day. But there's a lot to unfold for you guys. So let me go back and say, okay, why are we here? Why did we volunteer? Why is this helpful? And I'm going to tell you exactly why. That true soul essence, that essence, that part of us that is from the fifth dimension carries that very high level divine energy, but it's been de-intensified down so that we can exist with it in the human kingdom but it still carries all of, all of the energy, and it's beaming out 24-7, okay? Now, why does that help? I'm going to tell you why. Because as the energy moves through the human body that we carry and the human soul that we carry, it takes on the flavor of humanity. And when souls around it, And, of course, it's not conscious because we don't consciously, for the most part, now maybe there's some people who can do it, but I don't, we don't consciously know that there's an energy present that we could take in. The soul knows. So the soul now, instead of reading it as something strange, something alien, something unfamiliar, something threatening, something, 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 it is more apt to take it in. Now, there are souls that still read it out that way, and that's a whole other story that I will get to uh, in, a, in another day. But for the most part, it has made the absorption of this higher energy much more, much faster. Souls are taking it in quicker, which speeds up 
the evolutionary process because more souls more often are taking in the higher frequency energy and reaching you know reaching it trying to reach it trying to match it and that propellant helps the that innate desire to match to give birth to discover to grow to become is working more full time and so evolution even though it seems very slow still it has been a huge positive uh, result for fifth dimensionals to have returned there are other there are other aspects that was the main aspect that the evolutionary council was going for but what was what has evolved since this has all happened is this the fifth dimensionals have come from this service kingdom the service commitment kingdom and at that true soul essence that desire that uh, commitment to serve has been part of all of us since we began reincarnated with and reincarnating within the human kingdom so in addition to sort of the, what you might call passive help, we've moved out in a more active way where we've gotten involved to help in some way. And the ways to help are enormous. It can be in any realm, any situation, any place. I actually know someone in prison who's a fifth dimensional. And the last time I looked, which was I guess a number of years ago, there were only four fifth dimensionals in that prison. Uh, this was maybe six or seven, six or seven years. I don't know. I'm terrible with time. But six or seven years ago, maybe. And he was one. Now, as it's played out there, he he's moved into. First, he took every class he could take. Now he's then he became an assistant. Now he's leading the classes. He's he's not just doing it to get on parole, which of course I think that's the way it started. But he's actually now moving his light out and the wisdom that he carries at the fifth dimensional level, he's moving it out and sharing it with those in prison. Now, he had to deal with his own human issues because as we've gone through our sojourn, as what I call dual soul nature people, we carry the fifth dimensional soul with the human soul as well. It's a dual soul situation. And it's no biggie, you know, guys. It's really no biggie. It's not something to, you know, get hung up on. Uh, it's very much like having dual citizenship. It It's a bit different. Maybe not everyone has a citizenship to two different countries. But if your situation is such where you've had, um, you were born in one country or parents of another, and then you have the two citizenships, whatever the situation, it doesn't make you more important or more special it just get it's just part of the differences you could be someone who's different because you have bone straight hair rather than curly hair or you have blue eyes and a uh, or you're albino or something i mean i don't know but you know what i'm saying it is another difference and so that is really all it is but he chose to play out this life through the within the criminal element, he got involved in gangs and things uh, because at the soul level, he made the decision before he was born to help those within the criminal element. So he's not only giving out that light passively, he's 
developing the human soul, uh, helping to heal that part of his soul, but he's also giving out that his his innate intuition and knowledge and wisdom that he carries at that true soul essence level. He's giving that out in a more active way. And he's become a leader in the prison with the prisoners and uh, really helping in this way. Um, so you cannot judge a book by its cover. We all have issues. We all have patterns. We're all alike. And I cannot stress enough because it's so upsetting to me when people start talking about, you know, young souls and old souls and more evolved and less evolved and, you know, this hierarchy kind of thing. And I really want to steer away from that. You know that. I've talked about it often. That's why we have the rim of the wheel and every soul is on that rim that we're working on, even animal souls, because we all have the pure soul essence. It is not about better than. We've been around for so many eons of time. I don't know how anybody can call anybody a young soul. We've, we've all been around for a long time. So maybe it's a few eons here or there different, but that doesn't matter. There's no stopwatch, guys. There's no prize because you, you go through something faster. Or you're, there's no um, nobody saying, oh, you're ahead, you're ahead, way to go, way to go. You know, that's how we look at a lot of things in life on this hierarchical or, you know, people being ahead of others. It's not like that. We're all on a journey. We're all going to the same place. We're all going to get there. And so it is just a matter of being in part of this community together. All right. So, guys, you all are carrying this dual soul nature. You all are part. And the handful that may not be fifth dimensional, I just want to pro I just want to say that because I know immediately some people are going to think, oh, maybe I'm one of the few that isn't. And, you know, first of all, if you're listening to this show, if you're not a fifth dimensional, you are a very, very high frequency level human. Someone who has already gone through a tremendous amount of learning and growing and uh, has moved through the various uh, levels of the fourth dimension. And here's the hierarchy thing coming right out of my mouth again. But you know what I'm saying. It's not, it's not, I'm trying to be clear because the learning curve is huge. You know, you can't be, go from being an, uh, being algae in the pond as a plant to a flowering fruit-bearing tree, which is much more complex in a couple of lives. There is a process where each soul is moving up the learning curve, so to speak. And it's the same in the human arena. If you're at that very of human, uh, you have already evolved aspects of yourself into that fifth dimensional realm. Just like I said, fifth dimensionals have evolved aspects of themselves into the sixth dimensional realm, so have these higher level humans. And many of these higher level humans are guides and master teachers, okay? Many. They're trained by the fifth dimensionals that are working in the human kingdom heavens, and they are very, I mean, you could not distinguish them, distinguish people like that because they carry tremendous wisdom <clears throat> on first glance. You couldn't distinguish anybody. I don't want anybody to get into looking around and seeing, oh, you know, boop, 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 because you just can't tell, and it's not important 
to be able to tell. Now, I'm able myself, I've been given, you know, having worked with these energies for so long, sometimes when I work with someone or their family, I don't always get the information, but occasionally, if it's relevant, I can say, you know, that you came into this, and this came up with a client recently, you're fifth dimensional, you came in, you're bearing the light to help your family members, uh, which are really wanting to move to the next level of their human journey. And, you know, so that information came in because it was relevant to her and her process and why she chose the family she did. So... I can get that information, but for the most part, I don't walk around looking at people in the grocery store or people I meet in whatever I'm doing. I I don't look around. I know from experience that the people that are drawn to me and my work are fifth dimensional in nature. Now, the reason is this. Fifth dimensionals are, we're all across the board. Every soul, not just fifth dimensional souls, but every soul is being triggered to go through the soul mind detox. The there's something called, and I think I've talked about it too, the evolutionary thrust that's going on because the originating source itself is in process of taking a giant leap forward. Since we are all aspects of the originating source, we're all expressions of the originating source, we all carry that pure soul essence as the originating source moves up its frequency, it is pulling all of us along with it, with it. We're all, we're all it. We are it. So everybody is being triggered in this way to speed up. And that speed up is bringing our patterns to us faster and faster and faster for clearing. It's kind of a giant soul-mind detox going on right now. So, but a lot of it is happening at the unconscious level because, you know, not everybody, um, you know, explores the spiritual side of life or the energetic side of life. Even people who do may not come across the information that, that I've been giving out, giving out and some other people give out. So it's very, um, a lot of it is unconscious. But the... When you bring something into consciousness, with consciousness consciousness comes power, guys. When you bring something into consciousness, you have more access to what's going on. You can work with the energy instead of being passive. So when we got the information about neutralizing, for example, we work with that information. We know the soul mind detox is going on, but I don't want to be a passive bystander. I want to be actively involved in getting through whatever's been triggered for me to release or to heal or to bring into a place of balance. And I think all of you would agree. If you know you have that fifth dimensional nature, it brings you a whole new level of understanding and awareness. And as I talk about it in the coming weeks, you will discover a lot of the things that you that you felt and you go, oh my gosh, that's why I've been feeling that way. In any case, welcome. <laughs> welcome everyone to that fifth dimensional dual soul nature awareness. We have a big job. There's millions and millions of fifth dimensionals on the planet. Millions out of billions is not that many maybe. But we have a very important role to play. 
we have very important things to do, very important help to give, and it isn't up to one person. Each of us has a different piece. Each of us will choose the arena that we want to work in. Now, perhaps we don't end up working in anything. Does that mean we're failing? No. Remember, the primary reason we returned was simply to give out that energy on a passive manner, to simply just have that true soul essence be focused, uh, be available to people, and so the people take it in much more easily. That sending the energies down uh, or deintensifying the energy straight from the fifth dimension, deintensifying and bringing it here is still happening. But for the most part, the process and the progress is so much faster because we have the fifth dimensionals in place. There are many other things I will be getting to that in time. There's just so much to explain. This whole topic has opened up this huge, <laughs> huge arena of information. And I want you all to know that getting here today, making the decision to bring this out to you all, did not come easily for me. And I really want to explain this because I think it's essential for you all to see that I'm just like everyone else. I've known I was a fifth dimensional since the 80s. And hello, as much help as it gave to me, I still carry that facade soul that carries, it's been around, that carries the same fears or lacks or uh, distrust or hurts or wounds or misunderstandings that other souls do. So I had to go through my own journey. Now, I do want to just mention a little bit about that so that you can understand how I got here today. The first thing that, that I work on and what I think everyone works on are those things that are really upsetting to you. You know, the things that you can see in your everyday life you really don't want. And that's what I did. And I spent a lot of time, of course, we didn't know about a couple of things early on. So I remember going back after we learned about the emotional part of it. <laughs> I went back trying to remember all the things I worked on from the thought and the habit and then worked on the emotional elements. And in fact, I, I'm pretty sure that the, the healing was also including those other things, even though the higher self didn't tell us because we were using the divine light, we were amalgamated and all of that. So I, I'm pretty sure, but I, you know, I was sort of paranoid in the early days. If I didn't say each, every word of the amalgamation properly, I'd start over again. Oh my gosh, it, maybe I'm not going to be amalgamated right. And I'd start over again. <laughs> and I wasn't alone. There were many of us in the early group because we had no experience. We didn't know. We didn't have the concepts that I know today. And so, hey, in any case, um, what happened was, as my life became more, you know, I did 180 degrees in so many arenas. You know, I'm healthier today than I ever was, ever in my life. I've been able to turn around so many of my physical problems, my men mental problems, my emotional problems my relationship issues, my, my book has a whole chapter, uh, section on my mom and me, um, and I think you're going to appreciate it because it's, it's, it's kind of inspiring because it really helps see how we can uh, deal with difficult relationships and the whys and the wherefores and all of that. 
In any case, I also share in my book a whole chapter on a spiritual soul scramble that I had. I'm not going to go into it now, but it was very, very important and uh, very helpful to me. Fantastically interesting advice, uh, explanations that the higher self gave. But I realize now that my story wasn't done. What I've been working on, for the, for, you know, not exclusively because things keep coming up a little, something will come back, you know, I say you get things that return, oh, I better go in and fix that again, you know, that kind of thing. So it's not exclusively, but what I've focused on more since 2006 or 2000, somewhere back then, once I got the right to Jones material, which was a shock, I mean, I had always wanted to do something, but I had no idea what it was going to be. Joan died very unexpectedly, and I just said I didn't want that information to die, so I asked for the right, the copyright right away, and her daughter was just so great, and there were notes all over Joan's material saying, give this to Janet, give this to Janet, show Janet this, and blah, 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 so she knew, because I'd been trying to work with Joan, we were trying to, I was trying to help her write the book that she so wanted to write, she wanted to write what she called the interplanetary story, the fifth dimension, the name that they gave us, but the name is important, was inner, inner, I-N-N-E-R, planetary system, or interplanetary uh, dimension. Um, she wanted to write the interplanetary story, what I've begun to tell you today, okay? And so I was trying to be the support system. It was her material. I, I couldn't run with it. Probably other than Joan, I knew... More than, I knew almost as much as she because I had done so much. I'd absorbed it like a sponge. I certainly couldn't have known as much as she did. And But after Joan, probably I knew more than anybody else, but particularly in the group. And I just didn't want that legacy to die. And I thought to myself, I'm just a perfect person to do this, to bring this information out. But And so I was working on what the higher self had told us from the very beginning, and I may have related this to you all, they they said one of the biggest things that fifth dimensionals have to work on is the fear of commitment. Fear of commitment to the destiny. Fear of commitment, period. And when they gave that information in the Wednesday class, I said to myself, oh, I don't have that. No way. And literally the next sentence out of her mouth was, there are those of you in this class that don't think you have it. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> and because it's because of things that have happened to us in so many past lives. We aren't burned at the stake here for being a witch because we want to be a healer or we deal in herbs, healing herbs, or we do um, acupuncture or something like that. But for eons and eons and billions of lifetimes, for sure, we were imprisoned, we were exiled, we were killed, we were uh, tortured, we were burned at the stake, et cetera, et cetera. So we all carry that fear of stepping forward. So when that all, I'd already started working on it, but I went into it more intensely because I knew I'm now going I'm going to go out with this material. I didn't want to have any blocks. And I, I uncovered a lot of different patterns, a lot of different issues, and I could see myself becoming more and more comfortable, more and more uh, relaxed around 
this, you know, going out to people I didn't know. <laughs> I don't even remember the ultimate shyness that I had. I was crippling, crippled shyness, crippled. I used to be afraid to go anywhere on my own, to walk into a store on my own, to talk to anybody that I didn't know, and I would blur my eyes. I think I told you guys this many times. I would semi-cross my eyes, not so much that you could somebody else could see it, but it, it just started the blur that you get when you cross your eyes. And I couldn't talk to anybody without that mask or that that blur between me and them. And so for me to go out and teach this was a huge step. So I was working on it. And I did get keep getting pieces and layers and I started feeling more comfortable and yada, yada, yada. Well, <laughs> but guess what? I made the decision right off the bat to be really careful about unfolding this fifth dimensional stuff, okay? I barely mention it in my first book. I don't think I say anything about fifth dimensional being here with with facade or dual soul nature. I don't think, and I do talk about it in my next book, but it's in the appendix. (laughs) But for the last couple months, I've been working really hard on it. And I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to be on TV, guys. I'm going to be on TV back east in less than two weeks. I'm flying back there. It's a small, a small television studio, and I'm only going to be on like five or six minutes. I mean, it's just, and it only, I think it only projects or it only the signal only goes out to parts of four states. So it's it's really getting my toe in the water, and I'm smart enough. I know this information well enough that even though I feel comfortable on the radio talking to you guys, and I have groups of people who I don't know, my meetup group. Some come back regularly, but I get new people I don't know every month. I was at the New Year's Eve event. There's many people I don't know. I'm used to talking to people I don't know, but going on television, presenting my face to the world, a whole new level of exposure, okay? So I've really been working on it and discovering there is so much that's under there that I I wouldn't have realized. And this, and I want to make a point of this, this is why I never stop neutralizing. I wake up happy every day. I'm excited. My life is so full of meaning. I'm joyful. I mean, there's, I I have a hard time except for when some small little thing comes up and I think, oh, okay, there's more there. And I go in and work on it again. But for the most part, I'm not motivated to change my life because it's already where I want it to be. If you see what I'm saying. But what the neutralizing is doing now is it's getting to those completely deep and completely out of consciousness layers that affect my unfoldment. That it's not that I'm not doing the work that I'm doing, but it's going to allow that work to be done uh faster, more efficiently, more doors will open, the possibilities, and more and more I'm learning to accept myself. And this was the last piece that I got just Monday. I'd already made the decision to do this on here because the prior work had been leading me to it. And I knew even last year that I was going to change up this radio show and 
and I was going to bring out the fifth dimensional information. But I kind of thought that thought, made that decision, and then I didn't think about it for a while. Anyway, on Monday, I got to this part where I saw that I was dimming my own light. I was hiding or staying uh, behind the... You know, by not sharing everything, that I wasn't really fully accepting who I was. And the reason I was hiding it, this reason, I've had many other reasons, okay, that many other reasons, but the reason I was hiding is that I didn't want anyone to think that I was either arrogant or egotistical or thought I was better than anyone else. And that's, how many times have I said to you guys on, when I'm doing the healing, well, let's heal this self-sacrifice pattern. And then I say, let's say I'm working on someone who has that pattern. And then I say something along the lines. Now, to neutralize this doesn't mean you're going to become a slug and just become totally selfish. But that's where we go, isn't it, people? If we're not this over here, we're going to go to the opposite extreme. And I try to tell whoever I'm healing, it's very important not to think that. It just gives you choice. You don't do the knee-jerk, automatic self-sacrifice pattern. You can bring in more balance, and you can be more accepting that balance is okay and needed and necessary. So that was my problem at this deep level. That was the issue. I was so afraid that if I owned who I was, if I moved out and accepted, because I have an extraordinary amount of information and knowledge that isn't out there everywhere, but doesn't that doesn't make me arrogant and egotistical automatically, does it, guys? No. No, it doesn't. But I don't share it with people because that was the inner fear. It wasn't conscious. It was not conscious. I saw the resistance. I mean, there's so much about dimensions out there in this metaphysical world. I've seen it for years. Why is it I feel uncomfortable talking about some sort of dimension? (laughs) I don't know. It wasn't logical. I knew there was something under there. So I have in the last couple of months really been working. And I feel like one of the last major pieces was it's okay to own who I am. I've had a very fortunate opportunity to work with this woman, Joan Culpepper, who brought in a huge amount of information and then taught us how to help ourselves and how to do it for ourselves. So I had so much that can help people, why am I hiding it? It's because I'm afraid at that inner level that people are going to interpret me as being something that I think I'm better than everybody else. And, you know, I've never felt that, so why do I have that fear? Whatever reason, it's there. Don't... And it was there. And I... The the, the healing on Monday night, I did it with a friend. You know, I talk about buddies a lot. I did it with my friend, Marlene. Shasta is usually part of the group, but she couldn't come, and so Marlene and I are working, and she picked up the pattern. This is why it's so great to work on the buddies, because sometimes it's hard to get things on ourselves. I mean, I get things on myself all the time, but it can be so helpful when somebody else can see something. She saw that pattern, and I just burst out crying, because I knew that she hit the nail on the head, and I just began to release that sucker like no tomorrow. And so, guess what, guys? That was Monday, two days ago. Today, I'm talking about the fifth dimension, and I have to tell you, I'm beyond comfortable with it. People are going to have questions. They're going to have reactions. They're going to go, what is she talking about or whatever. It doesn't match what I've learned over here, you know, et cetera, et cetera. 
how that doesn't make sense. How can this happen? Well, you're going to have a lot of questions. You're going to have a lot of questions because I've just literally touched the tippiest tip of the iceberg. Just trying to give you guys a little bit of the information, a little bit of the idea about who you are. And again, it makes no difference if you aren't a a dual soul nature, because if you are not, as I said, you have plenty of fifth dimensional aspects and you fit right in. There is no difference. There's absolutely no difference. You have all the abilities and all the, the possibilities opportunities and knowledge that we have so that that a dual soul nature person would have so don't even go there don't worry uh and we've all been in that situation before so anyway i just i'm just excited i'm excited to bring this out to all of you and the the exercise i want to do today because the higher self did a lot of exercises Joan was not a healer, just so that you know. She didn't do what I was doing, um, but I do. But she brought us all the information and ways to, you know, different techniques, different, a whole bunch of stuff taught us the healing techniques. Uh, She, the higher self, through her, taught a guy named Joe, Joe Williams. You're going to learn about Joe in my next book. He was a NBC cameraman had a reading with Joan, the higher self came in and said, you're a healer. And he moved into the healing realm and he eventually retired from being a cameraman and went in to do healing full time. And it was Joan who taught him the higher self techniques that he learned and then he eventually taught us. He offered a class in it, which we we all took, or many, many of us took. And uh, so, so the... Okay, where was I going with that? Oh, yeah, I started talking about we've got so many exercises, so many techniques, so many things that, that we can utilize. I can't utilize it all. I mean, the stuff I use is plenty, but there is, I've only touched the tip of the iceberg on this show because there's so much more. And so now I'm stepping forward and I'm going to share with you. It's going to be bit by bit. It'll probably take much of the whole year. I don't know how long it's going to take. Um, and I'm sure that I'm going to get questions. I really want to invite everyone to be part of this forum. We're, I want to start this global community, this global community where we're all sharing and learning. And if some listener has a question, has a comment, please share it with me. Please send me an email, Janet at HigherSelfVoice.com. Let me know so that I can share it with the rest. I can answer it right online. It'll be part of our forum. (laughs) I don't do a chat room because it's hard for me to concentrate on everything with a chat room going on. So I don't do a chat room, and I know for some people that would be the easiest thing. I do appreciate that, but I'm hoping that you guys will, as the year goes on, you'll get more and more comfortable for reaching out to me. You can call in. I didn't even give them the number. Uh, I didn't even give them the number. Can you believe it? Anyway, I will be sure to introduce that number sooner in the shows from now on, at least I hope so. Anyway, I want to do a little exercise, okay? 
isn't going to be healing. But this is the exercise, a simple, simple exercise to tune into your own true soul essence. That's the part of you that's fifth dimensional nature. Just like the pure soul essence, which is the part of originating source, we also carry that true soul essence. And the, the interesting thing is, for many, many years, I never had a symbol for the true soul essence. I only use the symbol of the words, and I would say, as part of the amalgamation, which I don't have as part of the amalgamation, for the most part, with any of my groups, but it is going to be added in from now on. But I would say, I am my true soul essence. That was the symbol. Well, recently, maybe two, three, four months ago, maybe four, five, six months ago, the higher self began to emphasize with me that I needed to do more than just say I am my true soul essence. They wanted me to fully connect with that energy. And I'm going to tell you a little story because it's too funny. So I wanted, so I decided that I would develop a symbol. And I saw a symbol right away of this sort of pool of blue, beautiful blue energy. It was it's kind of a darkish blue, uh, but it was, you know, it was had flecks of crystalline flecks in it, I, you know, that kind of thing it was sparkly is what I'm trying to say. It was this blue, sparkly water, darkish blue, and it's actually my very favorite color. So I thought to myself, oh, great, that's going to be my true soul essence. So I, so I would really work on connecting with it. So I thought, well, I'm going to climb into this pool of water. Well, here was the interesting thing. There were so many weeds. There was so much growth around the pool in my symbol that I thought, what the heck? I can't even get to the darn pool, okay? So the first week or two, and I'm working on it every day, sometimes twice a day, all I'm doing is clearing the weeds, clearing the stuff that keeps me from getting into it. And I'm thinking, this is so weird. Well, it was all of this, the patterns that kept me from from fully moving in and owning that that part of my soul, a part of my soul that's been with me for eons of time that I haven't been connecting to in the ways that I needed to. So I'd clear all that out, and then I'd move to the side of the pool, and I'd get my feet wet. This was in the beginning. It took me so long to do the clearing that, you know, the session would, the focus would be over, and then the next day come, and all the weeds had grown up again. So I... It got, it was a long time, a week or two before I could fully clear the weeds. All right, guys? And this is Janet talking. I've done this work for a long time, but those weeds were persistent. So finally, I'm going in each time and there's no weeds. It's just there's the pool. So, okay. The next step was I'm going to go into this pool of water. Well, not water, pool of energy. But in my mind, it was like water, and I would only go up to the neck. And I would kind of try to see what am I experiencing, you know, what is it, what's it all about, and I couldn't really get it. And I thought to myself, this isn't really water. Why am I only going up to my neck? And finally, after a few days, I think, well, you know, I'm going to put my head under. <laughs> okay, this is my journey, guys. I'm sharing it with you because you might have similar journeys in your own unique way. So I put my head under, and that was interesting. I thought, okay, now I'm fully engrossed in this pool, but I realized I was holding my breath. I thought, this is so weird. It's not really water. I don't need to hold my breath. So 
you know, whenever I came up with these realizations, I would, of course, be neutralizing to try to release these misunderstandings or the confusion that I had or whatever. And eventually, I started to breathe. But I also felt, even then, that I was going to breathe in water. But slowly but surely, (laughs) I got to the point where I was able to experience it just as energy, like you can experience being outside, you know, or you being in the air. It's just energy. And a very interesting thing happened. I felt my consciousness move outside my body. I just suddenly, my consciousness was so expanded. It was as if my body was there, but there was no barrier between my body and my consciousness. And now I work with that energy all the time. I don't have any problems getting back into it. But when when I'm, because even though I don't say on the show, I say to myself, I am my true soul essence. I am bringing us in, bringing myself into that expanded state of consciousness. I seem normal and regular to everyone else, but it is a very different experience when it's not like you're thinking from your head, your physical head. The thought process and the access of the consciousness is bigger than that. And in one healing I did with someone, I don't remember who, I felt my consciousness reach out into the universe. And it was an extraordinary experience. And I haven't even worked with it as much as I know I will be on this show. So I'm excited because I think we're going to, this is an arena we can we can share and uh, help one another. It will be techniques or, or maybe something will come up and say, oh, you know, what I had was this. It was holding me back. Why don't we do neutralizing on that? And then we will we'd all be able to benefit from the different experiences and the different learning that people will bring to what what I'm trying to accomplish, building this community, you guys. So, okay. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to bring us into one accord, bring us into an amalgamated state, and I want each of you to think about a symbol that you can use. Now, I've, as I said, I bring this information to individual clients and people have different symbols. Uh, one person stands and sees themselves standing sort of in the middle of a, a lighted glade and there's multiple colors all around, rainbow colors all around. Uh, another person, um, uh, oh gosh, I can't remember now, but the one that I, I love is this client who's a, a guy he saw himself walking into um, Iron Man, an Iron Man suit, <laughs> and you may get a, you may laugh at that, but in fact, it was a powerful symbol because you know how Iron Man, that suit becomes him, you know, and he's he he becomes a superhero with that suit, and that's exactly the way this guy felt. He felt like he put on that true soul essence with that symbol and it was very powerful and very effective for him so everybody's going to have their own symbol i'm going to encourage you to come up with one now again if you can't you know i never even thought about it for years so when i did think about it this symbol that i said was what came up for me right away but it might take you some time you may not get something but use the words i am my true soul essence all right so now i'm going to do the amalgamation very fairly quickly because you all pretty well know it and then I'm going to add that last 
because as you know, or maybe you don't know, the order isn't that important. So once we're in frequency, I'm going to add that last. And if you have a symbol, I want you to move into that symbol and try to experience that essence of who you are. It's just as important as the human essence. It's just as important as 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 any other part of you. So, and we walk around without realizing that we carry this, that it is a part of us. But we're so fortunate now on this planet, with especially with that evolutionary thrust, and the planet itself is also moving very quickly, it is preparing to move into the fifth dimension, the solar system, within the next 2,000 years. So it's moving very quickly. It's expanding, and as it expands, the, the souls that are matching that uh expansion move in and reincarnate here so it's it's very exciting and there are a lot of fifth dimensionals on the planet to facilitate to help to to teach to demonstrate to pioneer to bop 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 to help the souls the humanities on the planet in time go through this transformational process but we we can't help anyone swim if we don't know how right that's that's just the basic thing so we're all needing to help each other, help each other. <laughs> okay, so right now, I just need a little water, guys. So right now, I am bringing to you all who I am. I'm owning who I am joyfully and happily. And with, you know, I got rid of the silly fears. I mean, they didn't they seem silly now, but they were very real, very powerful, and holding me back and not really showing you who I am because I was too afraid that you would judge me, okay? I mean, that's the bottom line. But the more I accept myself, the more I was able to let go of that fear because if somebody judges me, they judge me, but it doesn't touch who I am. That's not... Who I am. I'm not that judgment. And so I want us all to work to get more and more of that. I know we're all in process. And who knew? Two days ago, I had that whole other layer. And there might be 10 other layers under there, or 100, or maybe one, or maybe that's the final one. I doubt it. But in any case, it's a, it's a journey, guys. So let's get started. I want everyone to take the few deep breaths, Quiet your mind. I want you to focus. Focus on my voice using the technique to activate the focus of attention like we do every week. We're going to move into the now moment. And I see it just, I see it zipping around the rim, the whole wheel and around encompassing all of the the people on the wheel past, present, and future listeners, and I'm seeing it now expand out and become that forever now moment, taking in the totality of the soul process. And now you all know, and I think I've said that there's often when I've done this, there's more of the soul that you don't realize. A lot, not all of what I meant, but a lot of what I meant was you have that fifth dimensional true soul essence that is also being included. And that's one of the reasons it's so huge because that essence also includes the fifth dimensional and all of the aspects that we carry in the fifth dimension and aspects who've moved into the sixth dimension. So this forever now moment 
is much bigger than you could have possibly imagined. And in fact, the visual that I had has expanded. It's so interesting because now that you all know that there's more to your soul than you could possibly have known, this that added knowledge has brought the expansion that I can see visually. Symbolically, it is being mirrored to me that there is a great expansion of understanding and it's as if the forever now moment is including, it always was including that part, but now I'm seeing it visually. Uh, I'm seeing the expansion visually because all of you are like including it, making it bigger in your own mind, I guess. So in any case, we're now in that forever now moment, okay? And I want us to focus on the symbolic sun, that pure soul essence that we carry, carry that everything the originating source was, is, and is becoming. And I want us to pulse that out so it it just moves, that, that divine light moves and encompasses, moves in through and around the totality of our physical body, in through and around the totality of our etheric bodies, and in through and around the totality of the forever now moment, becoming one and merging with the totality of who we have been, who we are, and who we will be uh, <clears throat> at every part of the soul process level. And it's very brilliant, and and it's fantastic, okay? So it's it's so huge. I, I still can't fully grasp how huge it is, but I do see the legions of souls moving in to partake of the energy. This is why, guys, I've explained it a little bit more. If they're ready to partake of the higher frequency energy, they do. They bring it into their soul level, and that is the propellant. That's the desire, that 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 innate desire to match that energy. They're ready to move up into a higher frequency plane of understanding. They're ready to uh, become more. And so that's what these souls are doing. And it's very positive. As I said, the whole... <laughs> It's the whole reason why we're here is to help souls take in that very high frequency energy. Okay, so so now we're going to just do the last step that we normally do, and that is to move into that womb energy of creative life force, the energy of the originating source that allows us to tap into that beautiful energy that again empowers the desire to become to grow to express to discover it's this very powerful uh, energy it is the energy that gave birth to the universe as we know it uh, so but now now that's the normal amalgamation that we normally do now what i want everybody to do is please focus on that true soul essence. You can start by saying, I am my true soul essence. If you see a symbol, I want you to, to walk into it or uh, become one with it in some way, sense it as being a part of you. I'm moving into, actually it happens automatically for me now because I've been working with it for months, but I just immediately, my consciousness expands past the physical body. Very hard to describe. You probably all know what I mean at some level, but for me it was a new experience. 
And I literally want you to sit there and experience that part of you that you have not connected with probably for eons of time. And I want to call in divine connection, divine comfort, divine serenity. This part of you is comes from the fifth dimensional realm, which is on the divine will, not free will. So again, to utilize this energy, to connect with it at the highest level, you have to focus on it. You need that focus of attention to give it permission to become active in your life, inviting inviting it in with that focus of attention. I am my true soul essence. It doesn't just, your higher self, don't just come in and fix you. If they did, we'd all be fixed. <laughs> we wouldn't have this show. We also have to invite them in. When we ask for something from originating source, it de-intensifies from the very highest frequency of energy. If it came in just like that, it would wipe us out. It de-intensifies down first into the seventh dimension. They, the seventh dimensionals, de- help de-intensify it down to the sixth, the sixth to the fifth, and the fifth de-intensifies that originating source energy and provides it for the four lower kingdoms. Okay? So it is a it is a process that happens instantaneously. It's not something that takes time. Of course, in our minds, things take time, so we might have a hard time wrapping our mind around it. But when I call in divine serenity, that divine serenity, because we have moved into and have invited in the energies from the originating source. We have amalgamated with originating source. So that is where we're asking for the energy to come from. And so it does. The purity, the strength, the intensity, the brilliance, the whatever, the totality of whatever we're calling in, say divine serenity, comes in and is de-intensified. It maintains its purity, its perfection, maintains everything, but it is de-intensified down and then it comes in at the very highest level that each of us can tolerate and utilize. We may utilize it at different levels from each other. Tomorrow, we're going to use, utilize it at a different level, different level than we utilize today. But if we're amalgamated with the originating source and calling on the energy from that location, from, from the highest level, not location, but the highest level of originating source, the we are always going to get the energy at the highest level that we can tolerate at that moment. And that's, that's exactly the kind of thing that the higher selves do, that the fifth dimensional do. So when I call in, as we're standing in that true soul essence, it, the our own higher selves are helping us. Uh, they are de-intensifying the energies, the energy of divine connection moving into the highest level that we can, each of us can tolerate, each of us can utilize and manifest. Divine consciousness. Divine understanding. Divine clarity of vision and expanded perception. Now, I'm personally 
watching my pool expand. I never actually saw this before. This is this, this is why I love the show. We all get a chance to move up, move forward, to keep unfolding. And now this pool of energy is no longer sitting there looking like an actual pool of water because that image in itself was limiting. I had to work with it uh, to keep releasing and neutralizing to shift the the concept for me that I could move into it in a bigger way. And now it isn't a pool anymore. It isn't a pool anymore at all. The pool that is literally gone. That symbol is now gone because I've taken off enough of the limiters, the belief system or the uh, blinders, the lenses that I was looking through, perceiving through, so that I saw that as a pool which that symbol had limits to it because I saw it as a pool. I told you I saw it as a body of water and I couldn't go put my head under and then I had to hold my breath. It was limiters. My image, my perception of the symbol itself has had to go through its own sojourn. And now the pool is gone. And this is very interesting and I don't know that I'm going to do it on the radio, but I am going to work with it uh, over this week, and maybe I'll talk about it next week and see where this symbol goes, how this un- more unlimited nature of the symbol, it's really almost not a symbol anymore, but I really, I need to focus on it, guys. It's hard when you're on the radio, you can't stop and think or, you know, delve into something for a couple of minutes of silence, you know? So, okay. Some of you may be already way past this, this may be, you know, almost baby steps. Uh, seems like baby steps when you're already, you know, have a PhD in this. And that's okay. It's, it's not, again, about comparison. We're going to be all over the map trying to figure this all out. Um, I just encourage you to be open with your symbol and to allow it to shift and change. Because what you perceive first, uh, just as mine did, just as I've explained to you, can very much shift and change. So if you lock into, the higher self tells over and over again, every time we lock into a belief, we in essence cut off the expansion beyond that belief. So um, so I just again encourage you to allow your symbol to change. This, this not locking into concept from the higher self is absolutely so valid and so essential, and has stood me in good stead and has allowed me to unlock over, it has allowed me to progress and process and unfold over and over and over again. And Joan herself used to talk about it, how she would lock in and then the higher self would call, you know, we don't have names, we don't look like how you perceive us. That's your vision, that's your viewpoint. That's, you know, they don't say it with that kind of tone because they don't, they're very neutral, but, um, but we all carry blinders. And so for several years, she saw her she saw her higher selves as this man in white robes with gold trim and things like that. And finally, they said, you're focusing too much on that. And that's not who we are. That's not how we look. That's, we, that's, we don't have names, et cetera, et cetera. And so she then expanded past that and moved up a whole level of her perception of what the fifth dimensional energy was, what higher selves were, et cetera, et cetera. 
So this not locking in is very important. If we feel we have all of the answers, we are hurting ourselves, we want to remain open because thought, truth is vertical in nature. It seems like it's horizontal. We think one thought after another thought after another thought. We're logically putting things together, and it's almost like it seems vertical, like it's going forward from here down the line. But in fact, thought is vertical in nature, and as it moves up, it expands in frequency, and it expands in concept. Very important idea. The more we can move up in the frequency of thought, the more we can not lock in at any level, the more we can tap into the higher and higher and higher um, frequencies of understanding, of thought, of truth. There is no the truth, guys. Truth is ever-evolving. I discuss it in my book. I don't have to go into it here. It's not necessarily a fifth-dimensional. Um, it is a fifth-dimensional concept because we, I got the information from the higher self, but in any case, it's not the time and place. I just want you to be as open as you can. Don't make a decision that you know everything. If you make that decision, first of all, I, I would be glad if you feel confident in yourself and you and you you know you 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 saying, oh well, you know, I'd be thrilled if you got to these places where you already understand what I'm saying and you already have that information. Yippee. But there's more to come. There's more you can bring in. We don't want to be we don't want to settle at this level. We want to understand that it's unlimited. Knowledge is unlimited. It continues to expand and grow as we move up that frequency of thought. I'm learning almost every week something new. Almost. Many times a week sometimes. Sometimes it flows boom 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 boom. And I'm doing this, that, that, that. Sometimes it's a little slower. But I'm always working, always learning, always expanding. And that's what I want for all of you guys. And we can help each other with that. Okay. Now I want to get back to that focus, that true soul essence, that symbol. I hope each of you, while I've been blathering on, are just really trying to work with that symbol allowing it to become what it is, to flow, to grow, to become one with it in some way. To wrap your head around it first and then just to experience it. Just be it. It is you. It may seem odd or unreachable or untouchable, but it is you. It's been with you for a very, very long time. Infinite eons between the journey that you've already taken in the fifth dimensional realm and the billions and billions and gazillions of eons that you've been back as a volunteer all over the human kingdom universe. So we, we're just going to sit with that energy. It should be like an old easy chair. You know, it feels comfortable at some level because it's been with us for so long. So long we don't think about it. We're, we just kind of don't think about it but it is part of you. If there's something holding you back, you can certainly send it into the light. You can neutralize it. 
I didn't think of that at first, but but then I, the higher self were indicating that sometimes we get um, we get frustrated. So I want frustration if you feel you can't do it. Somehow you're failing, or somehow you're not doing it right. I don't want any of that. I told you my story. It took me a few weeks. <laughs> it took me a few weeks. So I don't expect it. If it takes you a couple of days, yippee skippy. I mean, yay. But if it takes you a few weeks, it doesn't matter. It's all about just making that commitment to connect with this part of yourself, this part of your soul. So if there's something that's coming up, whether it's frustration or you're feeling like you can't do it right, I want you to send those. I want you to send all of that into the light and have that neutralized. Those are what I had. Those, those are the weeds, the symbolic weeds that were blocking me from even getting in the damn pool. Okay? That's the similar for you guys. Those are the things that keep us out. The frustration, the confusion. Let all of that go. Bring that into the light. Allow all of that to be released. The questions. I see a lot of questions coming up. What does this mean? How is this going to affect me? Who am I? Who am I? You know, all of those kind of things are coming up. And it's it's almost like it's opening up a Pandora's box. And but instead of ills, it's really confusion that's coming out. There is hope. There's always hope. We just need to neutralize the confusion, the misunderstandings, the misconceptions. There have been times in our past lives where we have moved into the knowing of that true soul essence. I've been part of the evolutionary process on four different planets over my eons and eons journey. So I moved into this awareness on those planets but it's four lifetimes out of hundreds of thousands that I didn't have any awareness of, of it. So the there's so much more that's confused, so much more that's afraid of it, so much more that is scared about it. What is it going to mean? So we all have that. And I want all of us to release all of those fears all of those, all of the resistance to becoming all that we are. This is what I'm finally getting to the bottom of. I'm finally giving myself permission to share with you all of who I am, all of what I understand, all that I have been so fortunate to learn about, not just bits and pieces. I made the decision to do the first book because I could do that without talking about any of this stuff. It was going to help each and every one of you and it was absolutely important that I did that book. But if I hadn't been working on myself, I don't know that I would have ever gotten to this point where I said, okay, I am more than I let on. I can share it without worrying if people are going to judge me. And I finally gave up that fear, the fear that I'm going to be judged, the fear that I'm going to be seen as arrogant or egotistical or better than. It's just not on my wheelhouse. And the interesting thing, when I got that this past Monday, 
what clicked in for me my whole life, I always wanted to just be one of everyone. I never wanted to stand out in any way. And it wasn't just for my shyness. It also came because people who did stand out often were people that I couldn't relate to. So in this life as well, I didn't want to stand out. I wanted to be one of the crowd. So when I, so when this pattern came up, I could even relate to it in this life. Even though the pattern was so huge, it was so old, it came from so deep and it was all rotten and ugh, so yucky. And it took me a good 20 to 25 to 30 minutes to release that sucker. It was so big. It was what was holding me back. It was keeping me, dimming my light, keeping me from owning the totality of who I am. And I don't need to apologize for the the amazing journey I've been on. I don't need to apologize for being so fortunate to have learned all that I learned. I, I don't need to apologize, and none of us need to apologize about anything. We want to become all that we are and love that. And as we move into releasing more and more of the, the judgments we carry about ourselves and the fears and the doubts and the all of that, the more we do, the more we neutralize, the more we can move into the full and proper self-acceptance. Okay. I'm now seeing, interestingly enough, a lot of people are letting go of dimming the light. You know, the fears of being fully who you are, the lack of self-acceptance and all of that. So that, even though I said there wasn't going to be healing, I do see that happening. And I'm really, I'm really excited. And it's happening from that state of full amalgamation. Your higher selves are, for each of you, are fully, fully um, facilitating the releases. You, you can understand now that the higher selves, it's almost like Joan used to describe it as Keystone Cops. It's so instantaneous, the way they work, that she sees it, you know, like that, kind of like the sped-up version of the Keystone Cops, if you know who they are. And some people I'm talking to might not know who they are. But in any case, um, just very fast. It's instantaneous. It just happens really quickly. Now, of course, the facade level, the, the, the human soul that we carry, does have its own timing. It does have its... Uh, the higher self can't help us release stuff the soul isn't ready to let go of. Cannot trespass, even though we call them in. If that, if us at the free will level say, okay, well, I'll release all of these things, but I'm holding on to this one thing, <laughs> that one thing won't get released. The higher self cannot trespass. You've invited them in, but you've invited them in to get you moving whatever the soul is ready to release. And I do see that there is some hesitance, some a little bit of resistance here for people. And boy, is that normal. So because in some ways, it's such an unknown element that the soul is like, eh, uh, I'm not too sure. You know, there's a cautionary thing about it. So let's, let's, um, let's, let's help us each at the soul level to let go of the resistance, let go of the caution, let go of the fear. Okay, yeah, that fear is real. 
that is tied to a lot of experiences which I haven't talked about yet um, that fifth dimensionals have had that one of the quote-unquote perhaps disadvantages that we've had. But in any case, the uh, there's a lot of fear here. So I do feel the fear of commitment is coming out. The fear of stepping forward, the fear of owning who you are because it has had some negative consequences in uh, many lives. So I want to, I want everyone to continue to release that fear. And that's, that's really, and I'm going to be going into that maybe next week. I'm not sure. I haven't made kind of an outline for the year. So I feel like it's going to be a little bit hap, um, haphazard. Uh, I don't know if that's a good thing or not. I'll see how it goes over the week. Often the higher self will come in and, and give me some indications about ways to go, uh, how to proceed, or you know ways to unfold. And usually there's choice. So maybe sometimes I'll be really organized and some and and do a lot of pre-planning in that way. And sometimes it'll be more spur of the moment. I don't know. Again, I'm not going to lock in. It's not a right or a wrong. We're not the way life works, you know. If we got together as a group every week, personally, we we there would be feedback from everyone else. Well, now my feedback comes from the higher self for the most part, and I'm hoping from you guys, Janet at HigherSelfVoice.com. Uh, please, please let me know uh, next week. Call in. But meanwhile, I'm seeing a lot of clearing going on. A lot of clearing. This is very good. Very effective. Now, I want you to focus now again, now that there's been a lot of clearing going on, I want you to focus again on that symbol and see if it's shifted for you at all. Have you shift, have you shift how you feel? Now, if you're using the words, just say, I am my pure soul essence again, if you don't have a symbol. Because words are symbol. The words aren't your pure soul essence. They're symbolic. They're a symbol of the pure soul essence. So I'm moving into my symbol, and of course, I don't have the pool anymore. That shifted, guys. As I mentioned, so I'm just literally focusing and becoming more aware of intensifying my connection with that energy field, that part of me. Whoa, it's very cool. It's very cool. So um, uh, the higher selves are indicating that the more we become connected with this part of ourselves, the more uh, it's going to really facilitate our journey, our healing. Uh, it's going to enable us to tap into the source of wisdom and knowledge and everything that we carry at that level that we now are sensing in a lot of ways from the facade so we can intuit in a lot of ways, but we will be able to more directly access all of that. Apparently, a very important process. They want us to get used to it because there's going to be times where we need access to that, and we'll not have time to sit there and and go into a full sense of amalgamation and spend 20 minutes moving into that arena. We want to make it more or less instantaneous, which, as I mentioned earlier, is kind of what has happening happened for me. Now I don't I go into it very quickly, even um, almost right away. If I do focus on it, it would be that symbol of the pool, which is now gone. So we want to have that instant access because there are going to be 
times are chaotic and they're going to continue to be chaotic and in some ways that chaos is going to grow because every single person on the planet is going through a soul mind detox. The planet itself, the animals, the plants, everything on this planet is going through a soul mind detox because all of the souls are being pulled because they're part of the expression, their expressions of the originating source. And the originating source is speeding up its energy frequency, not arithmetically, bit by bit by bit, but geometrically or exponentially, however you want to state it, it's, it's just speeding up really fast and it pulls everything along with it. Nobody avoids it. Can't avoid it. So it brings a lot of chaos and it's bringing um, because the planet itself is part of the solar system is preparing in I don't know it was 2,000 years but I'm wondering if it's less than that now uh, in any case preparing to move into that fifth dimensional realm there's a lot of work we need to do here and a lot of souls that are here to do that work a lot of souls both to be uh both fifth dimensionals that are here to help and, and human souls that are here to uh, to move into receiving and manifesting that help. The more we do the soul mind detox, the better it is for everybody. Very important part of the process. And we have time. There's no stopwatch here. Remember, we have time. We're going to do it. I just encourage you all to do it at the you know, make that that commitment. Okay. Okay. I would just like to ask each of you, this is a little bit off the wall, new for me too, but I literally have expanded the consciousness to encompass the totality of the planet and everyone on it which means I'm encompassing in my this conscious thing that I have a hard time explaining with all of you that I'm speaking with, past, present, and future. And I want each of you just to spend a moment to see if you can sense that consciousness right there with you. Is that a dumb question? I don't know. Oh my gosh, I just got a warning. The show is almost over. Ay ay ay. Okay. I want everyone, skip that last question, I want everyone now to simply uh, be aware that there is a cocoon thing going on, the forever now moment is being closed. The higher self are allowing the, the now moment to ma be maintained, um, and I want to thank everyone, 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 for being here. I'll talk to you next week. I'm sorry, I just lost track of time. Love that I did, but I'm, anyway. I love you guys. Welcome to the new year of the Higher Self Voice radio show. Okay. All right. With that, have a good week. Talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to Janet Richmond and the Higher Self Voice. Visit Janet's website at JanetRichmond.com to view all of her upcoming events or to buy her book, Choices, Neutralizing Your Negative Thoughts and Emotional Blueprints.